Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Welcome, TTB community. I am Bob Demena, and here with me, as always, is the good Elliot Shively. <laughs> really dug deep there. <laughs> you Thank know, you. We, we've gotten to a point where we used the less common, the bigger words, and so now I'm going back to the roots here. Great. I like it. <laughs> so uh, this week's episode is the Travel Bites, and we've got several articles for you. A quick rundown of them is a man that traveled across the country to mine diamonds for his girlfriend's engagement ring. We've got an Indian couple that is under investigation over a chartered flight. We've got a plane that is going to fly you anywhere in the world in under four hours for 100 bucks. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, a guy that took a bunch of people to the Grand Canyon for a hike during COVID with and did not follow restrictions. We've got long lines, amenities, and what the shortages mean for your summer vacation. We got an article about the FFA and uh, 2,500 incidents of unruly passengers. That's an interesting one. So if you have a chance, go through the link. Airbnbs rolling out new search features, making travel more flexible. And then the last two are Google Maps providing some new tools for safer, quicker, and more personalized Google Maps experiences. And the last one is Europe reopening borders to vaccinated global tourists, which is big for everyone. Big, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm monitoring that. I know you're monitoring that. I think if you're listening to this, you're probably itching to travel. And so I think we have good news. So stay tuned to the end of the podcast. Yeah. All right, Bob, what do we got going behind the scenes? So uh, before we get into it, very, very briefly, if you like us, if you find us entertaining, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes. That's you know, we, we'd, satis we'd settle for any review at this point. <laughs> Give us your honest, honest feedback. We did get a one-star review, That's... which is very important to us. That's how we know we've made it. Right. Yeah. Once you start to get criticized, you know, you're, you're doing something right. Um, you know, and I, and I kind of, I like that. Don't give us a five-star review. Give us the review you think that we deserve. Uh, before we get into the show, we do the weekly travel tip. This week's travel tip is around Google flight flexibility. The cheapest way to get airfare or the best way to get cheap airfare is to be flexible. And Google flights has an option where you can eliminate the dates of your departure and put in something like within the next six months or two weeks within June or two weeks within September. And then when you click that, you pan out and you see the entire world and each little city, major destination has a price on it. And when you click that price, you can get specifics on the dates that that price is applicable. If you scroll around the planet, you can end up finding really cheap airfare. And it's what Elliot and I did to book our trip later this fall uh, for for Paris and Morocco, we ended up finding what was the flight from Newark, New Jersey to Paris? Sixty was, bucks or no? Bucks? From from Paris to Newark, I thought it was like one eighty. Oh, was it one eighty? Okay, something Still, like that. And then cheap. and then from Paris to Marrakesh was like eighty. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and very so cheap. We didn't really have. We had a general time frame. It was going to be September or October. I just put it in there, found the cheapest flights, and picked the city that was cheapest. The only reason we're going to Paris is because it was so cheap. So <laughs> And flying from Paris to Morocco is pretty cheap. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and I would have picked anywhere. It could have been Barcelona. It could have been Milan, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So check that out. Really fun tool to play with. Uh, also, we offer consulting services. I can sit down with you and help you plan your trip in detail and give you tips like I just gave you. I get it for free. 
Yeah, you gets it for free. It's, a, it's the partnership discount. <laughs> uh, we offer a video tutorial course where Elliot and I both take turns explaining different aspects of trip planning from navigation, booking airfare, restaurant and blog research, itinerary layout, safety and local norms, and thoughtful travel. That course is, is on sale now on our website, and we also offer a travel journal and planner. This is a cheap little travel journal and planner. It's like $8 on our website. You can download this for every single trip you take for the rest of your life. Yep, you download it. it you, it's just a PDF, so you download it once, and it's yours forever. Exactly. So you download it one time. You can fill it out on your computer. You can fill it out by hand, and you now it's really it's an awesome way to stay organized which we love to do here at the traveler's blueprint yes we do um you know what? and i think that's you know what one more that's... thing i gotta i gotta give a shout out to our favorite philly tour guide cash oh yeah i know you're listening to this thank you he contributed to some of these articles in the travel bites today great guy if you're in philly not only reach out to us but reach out to him and book a tour you can do that through our website as well yep and now that things are opening back up he's eager to get you out there Yes, he is. And Elliot, we, we're going to do one, right? Absolutely. Yeah, next time next time you're in the city. So, all right, let's 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 get into the travel bites today. Elliot, you want to take this first? Yeah, so this one's really interesting. So this guy from Washington, he really wanted to do something interesting for his fiance that, well, I guess girlfriend at the time that he wanted to propose to. So what he did was started walking around the country and he would be he would try to find diamonds for his girlfriend's engagement ring. Luckily for him, he came across a 2.2 carat monster. And where do you know where he found that? Arkansas. Arkansas. Diamonds State Park, Arkansas. Sounds very fitting. I'm sure that's why he went there. Uh, I love this story, man. There's so many different there's there's so many different aspects of the story that are really beautiful and nice and touching. Like the amount of thought to go into that, the amount of energy and time to go and try to dig for a diamond in a park. Truly one of a kind. Um, and then you have the happy ending. He found a 2.2 carat diamond. Yeah. <laughs> All on his own, just sifting through, uh, you know, various earth materials. So, yeah. let's see. In October of last year, so the 2.2 carat's actually not the biggest. It's been the biggest since October of last year when a guy from Fayetteville, Arkansas, discovered a 4.49 carat yellow diamond which is massive for for those of you that don't know the sizes and prices of carrots look it up and there's also different qualities but 4.49 is insane so is 2.2 yeah it's a nice size diamond and I, i'm not really sure like what makes it yellow i'm assuming different minerals and and the way it's formed right that's a good but, question yeah no, you know who would know that him hank, hank. From breaking bad <laughs> they're gems uh, they're yeah, minerals right Right, <laughs> a little Breaking Bad reference. Now, I, I like that this is so, um, it's personalized. It's really neat. Very, yeah. It, it's, uh, I'm sure she was ecstatic. So. I would right. be. If I Unless, got a diamond ring. Yeah, you know what? Elliot, how come you haven't found me a diamond ring in Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> next trip. So this next article is not as light as a st- of a story. This Indian couple is under investigation over a chartered flight linked to their wedding. Essentially, what they what had happened in India was that this couple could not get married the traditional way due to COVID nineteen. So they got the bright idea to essentially book every seat or most of the seats on a charter flight, and the people who booked were their guests. I think at least fifty people. Oh no, I'm sorry, fifty mm-hmm. people was the cap. Cap. Yeah. Were COVID restrictions in India, so they booked with one hundred and sixty people. 
and held their wedding. They they dressed up for it. They stood at the end of the aisle and they <laughs> tried to have a wedding on a plane and it was in flight. Yeah. Hilarious, it, it, dangerous. Um yeah. Yeah. It it was a what, a flight of an hour? Yeah. So they did everything like that. in that time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm assuming that they, they got in trouble for that. So well, India I, obviously had has had significant issues with covid as of you know it seems to be doing better which is good yes yes all right this one's all you man this is this is your wheelhouse this is so i'm i'm a huge fan of you know flight and electric planes this one is not electric but the i always was fascinated with the concord jets you know flying at supersonic speeds so this company boom supersonic is aiming to fly anywhere in the world in under four hours for for a hundred dollars which is i i don't know how they're actually going to do that um the planes are going to be flying at mach 2.2 so mach speed is one mach speed is the speed of sound so 2.2 is twice that which is uh somewhere I, i don't have the number offhand but i think it's like 1500 miles per hour when a normal plane goes at like 600. Yeah, I mean, this is saying a journey from New York to London would take just three hours and 15 minutes while LA to Sydney would be cut down to eight and a half hours. That's an entire day right now. I mean, to get to get to Australia from America is a 24-hour trip. Whoa. Yeah. And so wait, you, you said this is not an electric plane? What is no. the fuel? It, it'd still be jet fuel, but it's more uh-huh. concentrated in the in the it's the way the plane is designed i believe don't quote me on that i would have to look it all up but supersonic flight is expensive to do the reason the concorde jets don't fly anymore is because they were tough to maintain expensive and they had more accidents than people would have liked yeah okay yeah so i read i was reading a little bit about the shape of the plane Uh, it was in the article and yeah so it's it's more narrow but it still can meet the requirements of the terminals it's really interesting. I mean, you kind of threw me off with the more issues thing, but a hundred it, bucks. It's to important get... to note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, the speed is. of sound is 660 miles per hour at sea level. And this is saying it's, you know, it's going to require two or three generations of technology. Uh, so about 20 years before they're thinking that this is actually going to hit the market. So a lot can change by then, right? A lot can planes change. Could, could essentially eliminate the need for this. Yeah, and we'll look at some electric planes next month. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, okay, oh yeah, right. yeah. That's my thing. I mean, we're all we're all travelers. Most of us listening are mm-hmm. avid. You know, we care about the environment. We care about economic and social things. So, electric planes are obviously the more uh, environmentally friendly way to travel because it reduces your carbon footprint in the world. So being able to have that electric plane makes your trip that much more eco-friendly. Yeah. There's no doubt that travelers are going to take to those as soon as they're available. I yep. mean, we're, we're at the mercy of the infrastructure available to us in the moment, but yeah, yep. it's going to be a booming industry. Get it? Sonic boom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this next one, another jerk dealing with COVID. This guy, um, against COVID restrictions, led a 153-person hike through the Grand Canyon. So this happened last fall. So it's been a while. This wasn't yesterday. This wasn't even close to when the vaccine had been released. The The park had a restriction of groups no larger than 11 people. So he kind of sneakily went around on Facebook 
and organize this group, but would type into the group on Facebook things like, I can't control what you do, don't come, it's against restrictions, however, I'll be here on this day at this time. Yeah. And uh, he's getting in trouble for it. Yep. And he, it's interesting because his Facebook had, it had been somewhat ironic that he had been saying, do all these restrictions, be protected protect yourself, wear masks, all this stuff. And he he tried to gr- group people into groups of 11 or less and then bring them all together. They they just ended up forming one big mass when they got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so not only did it go against restrictions, but imagine hiking in the Grand Canyon and a flock of 153 people try to walk by you on a trail or you need to let them pass you know, by you. There's Even during normal times, there are safety precautions or safety concerns associated with having that many people on these narrow paths and so he's facing five federal charges and is accused of lying to park officials uh, and doing business in the park without a permit so he he has some legal issues ahead of him yes he does yeah what do we have next so the next one is basically there's not enough people working hotels restaurants and other locations, and there's going to be a shortage of staff for vacations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's, I mean, that's really it, right? So expect increases in prices because of that. Yeah, hospitality industry in general is facing a lot of staff shortages through throughout basically every sector. Yeah, wow. And so, you know, when travel came to a standstill in March 2020, many, many car rental agencies responded to the drop in revenue by selling off some of their fleets. So in February 2021, Avis sold off 250,000 cars. And while companies now report that they plan to refresh their fleet, um, like Hertz, which recently announced it secured a $4 billion uh, to finance a new fleet, supply issues made so much. those efforts. Yeah. I mean, you may remember back in, I guess this was April or March, when people traveling to Hawaii there was a rental car shortage and people ended up renting U-Hauls instead. Yeah, I do. I do. I remember. It was like $800 or $1,000 to rent a car for like three days. And so people would just rent a U-Haul van and travel around Maui. So I guess to summarize this article, due to the shortage of supply and shortage of staff, it's saying to expect higher prices, closures, long lines, and other delays as you plan or embark on long-awaited vacations this spring or summer. And so due to the major staffing shortages and supply scarcities that would like to continue through summer, our best advice, pack your patience and enjoy the trip. I like that. Pack yeah. And this, this came to us from the points guy. Uh, yeah, so it's a great article. And this is, we, I assume this is mostly focused on the United States. So this probably doesn't apply to many of the European trips if you have those planned or other national. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. All right. All right. What are, what about these twenty five hundred incidents of of unruly passengers? Yeah, you know, it all comes down to masks. And I know this is like a hot button topic. It's incredible that this is something that we debate as human beings. But you know what? If there is a human being alive, he will find something petty to complain about. And <laughs> so, since January first, about nineteen hundred of these twenty five hundred incidents are passengers who that have been that have been about people who refuse to comply with the federal mask mandate. They just don't mm-hmm. want to wear their masks. And so this week, the FAA said it proposed civil penalties from 9000 to $15,000 against five airline passengers. Wow. That's a lot of money for not and, wearing and so a mask. It does note, though, that these people, 
not only didn't did they not wear their masks, but they assaulted the flight attendants. Yes, that that's a different story. Yeah. So, um, and that's why it's those five and not the other twenty four hundred and ninety five. Right. Yeah. So that's you know what actually that's not a bad number out of twenty five hundred. Only five people hit a. You know, we'd like to get that number down to zero, but five is not horrible. Yeah. Um, in in total, they did <laughs> uh, assess two hundred fifty eight thousand in penalties. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting that that's how it happened, and it was so politicized and and such a polarizing subtopic. But it was, and uh, I think we're we're sort of on the tail end of that though, with with people being vaccinated, mask res- mask restrictions are uh, being relaxed, are being lifted, and yeah, yep, that's good. less arguing. But you know what? No, no, something else to argue about. <laughs> yes, we'll find something. Right, right. So in the next article is Airbnb is rolling out new search features, basically making it easier to find a destination, especially for travelers that are staying a longer period of time and may not have a set time frame. So the way you described it when we were when we were looking at it earlier is like the Google flight search of Airbnb. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so essentially what I said, so Google or I'm sorry, Airbnb has realized that people are now traveling for for a multitude of reasons, but have the the ability to travel longer for longer periods of time, whether they're working from home, whatever it is. Um, so now they're allowing people to search by the type of destination option they want. So if you want a place with a pool and a balcony, you can go into Airbnb and search for pool and balcony, and you will find places in Alabama, Morocco, uh, Thailand, and so instead of a specific city or country, you're searching by the type of place you want to stay in, assuming you're going to be there for an extended period of time. And I think this is really interesting. So they have a stat here that shows compared to 2019, only 14% of nights booked were for, for stays 28 days or longer. That yeah. number has doubled in 2021. People are staying for 28 days or longer in the first quarter, which to me is in, kind of insane. Like I've never stayed or taken a vacation or traveled anywhere for longer than probably two weeks if it wasn't a study abroad. No. I mean, unfortunately for you and I, we don't have the the uh, not the nine to five that allows us to be alone. We kind of need to be around a team. We have to meet with clients. We need to go to properties. So, uh, And for those of you listening, Elliot and I are sort of in like the engineering field, um, civil engineering field. So but if you could you imagine, I mean, if you're an office worker, if you're an HR or you're an accountant and you have the ability to work anywhere in the world and Absolutely. do the same job, um, yeah, I mean, why not? I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yep. The the only odd thing would be, you know, say you're you say you're working you're out of Manhattan, you're in New New York City and you want to travel long term. You're gonna have to adjust to those time zones. The time zones are gonna get you. you can't I know where exactly you're going go to Sydney and keep that job right you'd have to figure something out you would be sleeping when your company's open yep i mean maybe they want that maybe you get 24 7 support then there you go Ooh, another solution (laughs) all right google maps um i think i might let you take more of this one because i think you understood it a little bit better than i did but (laughs) well so google maps has been trying to do some cool things for a while now and they rolled out this feature probably at ces a little while ago where you can use vr basically point your phone in front of you and it'll give you directions highlight things Google Lens was supposed to do this when it first came out and it would give you ratings and reviews of restaurants or stores. 
and you can hold your phone in front of you and it'll tell you to turn right on this street. It'll label the street. It'll show landmarks. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, one of the other features is that it's now making it super personalized. So say you're in whatever city you're in. We'll use New York, for example. You open the Google Maps app at like 8 a.m. And Google knows it's 8 a.m. and knows you're in New York City. So it's going to search for coffee shops, breakfast places, bagels. delis, bagels, all the good stuff you need in the morning. And then on the flip side of that, if you're opening it up at 11 p.m. on a Friday night, it'll show you bars and clubs and all that fun stuff. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I can't wait to try it. I'm a, if you've been listening to this podcast and if you have purchased our video course or, or our journal, then you'll know that we are big fans of the Google Travel the Google. platform. <laughs> all right last all right. one last one the big one yeah. europe is going to reopen borders to vaccinated global tourists that sounds so awesome. good yeah yeah that's so, us <clears throat> that's us right so the european union approved a proposal on wednesday uh so maybe a week or so ago that would ease travel restrictions for vaccinated tourists from outside of the eu bringing the block one step closer to welcoming international travelers this summer so 27 countries voted in this to welcome fully vaccinated visitors. And that's, that's, that's U.S. I mean, that's us going there. And it's incredible. It's amazing. It, it feels so good to, to know that that's right around the corner. It is. So the interesting thing and something that we didn't, that we're not talking about in this episode that we may talk about next month are COVID-19 vaccination passports. Right. So the Biden administration has come out and said that there will be no COVID-19 passport in the United States, but there are still apps, which we've mentioned previously, like Verify, that United States citizens may be able to use to travel more easily in Europe, mm -hmm. where we can show our proof of vaccination card uh, when we got it, proof that if you're, that we aren't currently COVID-19 positive whatever it is, it's going to be able to be tracked more easily and travel more easily. Yeah. And so I think we should definitely break this down better next month. The one thing I did read, though, as I was looking for articles for this, was that Hawaii is saying that they're going to take their own, they're requiring vaccine passports. Not only that, but they want the actual card. It can't be a photocopy. You have to bring the vaccine card that was given to you upon vaccination to get into Hawaii. Yeah. So I think, I still think the vaccination for travel passport makes sense because we all, when we travel to different countries still, I, I think we talked about this maybe even like May of last year, uh, you still have to get typhoid. You still have to get yellow fever. You have to have those proof of vaccinations when you travel to those countries. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, this and, would be no different. And you need to consider that not every country is as vaccinated as the United States is. They, Absolutely. There, there's different levels to this. And so the best way to ensure that we are as safe as possible is to ensure that the people traveling have had the vaccine. So that's all this is. There's, there's not, there's nothing political about it, you know. Even though there is, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. I mean, that's it. I think we ended on that a optimistic note there. And um, this month coming up, we have we have some great guests. We have some, some really great guests. Yes. So Angel, she's been on the podcast before. She is, she's a, a French girl. She's traveled all over, but she has a really unique way of doing it. She travels alone and she tries to find what she calls the, the change makers, the people that are doing a really good thing, uh, selfless acts of, of helping people who are 
like what starving, suffering, mm-hmm. uh, finding education. Beautiful story. And but when when she came on to talk to us on this most recent podcast, she was in Southeast Asia on an island, Vanuatu, correct? Vanuatu, yeah. Vanuatu, and she, and COVID hit, and she was stuck there. Yeah. She ended up meeting this doctor who flew her around all the to the island, all over the islands, um, helping it's, people. It's pretty so, wild. Incredible, incredible experience. She was a, she has a great story. Yep. And then, and then Kate. Kate, yeah, she talks about her experience, and it's written in her book. But she walks and uses rail car through South America, part of Latin America into South America. Yeah. And that was a really interesting story. She basically traced the footsteps of someone who had previously written the book and yeah. did it on, on her own terms. Right. Yeah, that was an awesome story. And then the last one was a just, it was such a great conversation. And it's been one that I've been looking forward to being released for quite some time. So it's a, it's a travel around table episode on poaching and animal mm-hmm. conservation efforts. We had an amazing panel, and we we got into yeah. it. I mean, I think that one went for a, like maybe an hour and a half. And yeah, uh, it's a it's a really great conversation, really sobering, informative, sobering. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, I think it sheds a little bit of light on some of the hotly discussed topics around animal conservation and trophy hunting that we've tried to talk about on past episodes, and we get into some detail on this one. Yeah. And, and if you're listening to this, I, I mean, I'm assuming you can tell that we're passionate about these topics. Obviously, this is the reason we do them. And we hope you enjoy them, too. So uh, and, and of course, let us know if you ever have any feedback. We'd, ha- we'd be happy to to read through your feedback. And if you have any recommendations on future guests, by all means, send them our way. All right. So all right. so thank you for listening. This is the Travel Bites. Tune in next month for next month's Travel Bites. But like we mentioned, we have a lot of guests coming on the show. If you want to support us beyond a potential rating on iTunes, you can do so in a financial way by donating as little as $1 a month. That's $1 for the entire month, and it contributes to our efforts with our software programs, our editing software, the time we spend doing this, and, you know, I don't think we could thank you enough. There's really no... Well, you know what? No, we have the Patreon set up, Patreon set up, and that's where you would do it. And if you end up donating through there, there are perks to doing that. So check it out if that's your thing, if you can afford it. By all means, if you can't, do not even consider it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Thank you. I think that's it. See you next month.